Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. Today, I have the distinguished honor to interview Sandra Jo Galvan. She is the superintendent at Greenfield Union School District in California. Every time I see her, she radiates positive energy and I could not, I cannot wait to learn more from her. Sandra, who are you? Thank you, Dr. Um, Efraín Martínez, for um, inviting me to be part of your podcast. So who am I? Um, I am the daughter, the granddaughter of immigrants from Mexico. I am the daughter of two very proud parents. I am the youngest of six children in my family. I am the mother of three children, uh, the wife of a wonderful man. And I am now the leader going into my fifth year of a fabulous school district in Greenfield where I had the pleasure of attending as a young child. Wow, I have to ask, uh, how does it feel to be in that seat when you were in the other seat? So it feels amazing. Um, as a Latina, as a, as a female, as a person of color, being able to walk through the classrooms of my schools and be able to see young, impressionable girls and to know that they can aspire to be anything they want to be. And I did it, and so they can do it as well. And so it's a very proud honor uh, that I do not take lightly, but it's definitely a privilege. What a great privilege. Uh, Sandra, can, for the listeners of the show, can you walk us through your professional trajectory up to this point? Sure. So, um, like I said, I, I grew up in Greenfield here in Monterey County, California. Uh, my parents actually are from Texas, and so they're from West Texas. They came out here in the 60s, and my grandparents um, are from Mexico. My professional trajectory is when I started school here, I started as a young child here in Greenfield. Um, went through eighth grade, went to um, a local high school, um, then transferred to a community college. I'm very family oriented as um, being Latina, uh, we're very familial cultures. We, we, we stay close to home, we go away, but we tend to come back. So I did that as well. I, I went to a local community college. I went to um, Fresno State to get my um, bachelor's degree and my teaching credential. And then while I was a teacher, I was a teacher, I was a coach, I was an administrator as well. I was still teaching. And so I have two uh, master's degrees and I have just been accepted to the University of Southern California. So I'm going to be a Trojan in the fall and I'm going to be earning my doctorate degree. Congratulations. Yeah, so I, that's kind of my journey. Wow. Get ready because yeah. you're going to be 10 times busier, <laughs> but you, oh my God, you, you will ace this. I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. If you could go back in time, Sandra, to any of those positions, uh, what would be one or two things you will tell yourself? Mm. Wow, that's a great question because um, I am kind of one of those people that live in the moment, like really grateful for every opportunity. So 
when I'm with someone or I'm experiencing something, I try to be in that moment and just be grateful and um, receptive and just um, open to that moment. And so if I had to go back and tell myself, um, I'd probably just say to, to really continue to be in those moments and to be good to people. I'll tell you a, a small story is that, you know, I left Greenfield for about 10 years and I was an administrator in another district. And then I was able to come back and I, as the superintendent. And to be able to come back, um, there were so many people at the board meeting when I was um, sworn in to be the superintendent. I was just really thankful and grateful, but there were so many people from the janitors to the teachers, to the parents, to the community members. And what that told me is, wow, like my impression and the moments that I shared with them in those first 14, 15 years that I was here as a teacher in Greenfield meant something to them because they were so happy that I came back. And so for me, being grateful and really treating everyone with human dignity and kindness is so important. And so no matter what your title is, everyone deserves to be treated with um, incredible human dignity, kindness, and um, just really appreciating who they are and, and, and every person that I encounter, I treat them as such. And so I would tell myself to make sure I did that. That's great. <laughs> all all through life. Human dignity. Thank you for sharing that. That's mm -hmm. such a great lesson. Uh, Sandra, who do you learn from? Oh gosh, I learned from so many people. I love learning. If you were in my office here, you'd see all the books that I have. I love reading. I love learning. That's why you know I'm going back to school to get my doctor because I love school. Um, so who do I learn from? Well, first I learn from lots of colleagues. I'm always open and I, I'm not afraid to ask questions. I have a, a big personality and I want to like engage with others. Anyone I meet, I want to talk to them about their story. Tell me about, you know, whatever they want to share and so I can learn. Um, as a teacher, when someone had a lesson that went really well, I always wanted to learn from them. As colleagues, superintendents, I have many superintendents friends that I call. We text each other, we get on Zoom chats, um, we meet each other at conferences, and I learn and I ask them, well, how's this going? And how's your, you know, what are you doing with math? Or what are you doing with social emotional learning? And how do you build relationships with, you know, individuals or your parent community? And so we talk a lot about that. And then I have to mention, I have a sister circle that I adore. We met and became a, a circle exactly a year ago when the pandemic hit. And so we were all feeling very isolated and trying to navigate each of our districts and figuring out how do we do all the things that we need to do, but also treat people with, um, with just that emotional respect because of the psychological safety was not there with COVID. And so we lean and, and we still today, a, a year later, we connect with each other every day. We're texting, we're sending each other quotes and I learn a lot from them. I just ask a question and they come back with tons of responses. And then there's another group that I just started with um, called Fit Hermanas. So Fit Sisters with Fitness, and we are all over the place. Some are in LA, I'm here in Monterey County. I've got sisters in Texas and then also back East. And we reinforce each other um, through fitness to make sure that we keep that healthy balance. Wow. So I learned from a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely, that, that, that professional learning network. Uh, can you tell us more about, uh, because I see a lot of, uh, like, I want to start working out. Like, I see, <laughs> can you tell us more about that campaign? Yeah, so I'm also part of um, a group called Fit Leaders. And then after there, we kind of created our Fit Hermanas. But Fit Leaders is um, through uh, Twitter, and they're on, I think, on Instagram as well. And all it is, is every month, there's a different challenge. 
And so you'll do little things every day to stay healthy and to keep your mind and your body um, balanced. Um, as a superintendent, as a school principal, as teachers, educators in general, we give so much to the profession and you forget about yourself. And what happens if you forget about yourself, you're not able to serve others. You have to be healthy. You have to be in a good mindset health-wise and your brain, your body, your soul in order to give your best self to others. If you're constantly working and you're drained and you're not sleeping well and you're not eating well, that's going to transfer and you're not going to be as, as happy and be able to serve and so that's what kind of created it and it was by chance I just met some people through social media during COVID and um, they just said hey you need to you need to do this you seem like somebody that would like this and I said all right I'll give it a try and then what do I do I recruited like 20 other people to come and do it <laughs> with me and every time I post I, I try to recruit more people as well because it is it, it makes you feel better when you can do a little something for yourself and, and I mean honestly it's 30 minutes to 60 minutes out of 24 hours in a day so we absolutely can give that to ourselves so that you can be better leaders for others. Wow, thank you for sharing that and uh, hashtag feed the leaders. Thank you for inspiring uh, the rest of us. Being successful includes being on top of our productivity. What does that mean for you and what should we know? Yeah, so for me, how do I measure productivity and really success is through impact and how I impact others and my influence on them to do what is going to better our organization, to better serve the students that we are, are responsible for and the families that we serve. And so for me, when I, when, I, when I say something or when I do something with action and people compliment it or they say, oh my God, that really made an impression on me. Um, little things, like if I post something or if I exchange a compliment or if I have a conversation, it means something to others. And so for me, relationships is a huge piece to success. If you don't know and don't have a connection with the people that you serve, who are you serving? You don't, you can't go blind into, you know, moments and trying to think that you're serving an organization if you don't know who you're serving. And so really having, being a good person, staying positive, talking and interacting with people and, and making sure that they know that they matter. Like the little things that you do really help support others. And so little things like I write birthday cards every month to make sure that people feel that I know who they are and that they matter. Um, every interaction when I walk on a campus, you know, I, I make sure I say hello and I you know, um, give a salutation to people that I walk through. And right now it's a, it's a elbow bump, but nonetheless, it is still a greeting of some sort uh, to make sure that they know that they matter. And, and that interaction is really important for me to give to them. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I have a follow-up question with that. Um, sometimes as a leader, you have to make difficult decisions that people do not agree. Uh, have you ever find yourself in the in the middle of trying to do the right thing at the same time trying to make the other person feel with dignity and respect even though you have to disagree yeah those are tough ones and, and definitely in my position there are many many decisions that have to be made um, so what I do is I always put myself in the other person's shoes 
I always try to be very empathetic in how do I say this in a way that they understand the outcome, but they also know that I want the best for them. And so there's many different decisions where we, you know, in an organization of our size, we might have to do layoffs if budgets get cut. You know, somebody's gonna lose their job. I always wanna have the conversation with the individual and explain why and be empathetic to their situation so that they understand that this wasn't a decision that was made um, arbitrarily, but it does have to, you know, we understand the impact. Other decisions with COVID and, and having to, whether you bring your child back to school or not, those are heavy decisions that a parent has to make. And I respect that. I think if you enter difficult decisions with the other person's perspective in mind and really be thoughtful about how you sit with them and converse. Um, when there's difficult decision, it always warrants a face-to-face -face conversation. I never want to write a letter. I don't want to, um, you know, in a text message, deliver bad news. Always is, is the way you have to want to um, deliver it in person because that's the human, the human aspect of it. And then in the end, you know, it might not necessarily be the best outcome for the other person, but at least they understand why and that I took the time to make sure that it was communicated with grace and with respect. Thank you for sharing those words of wisdom and advice. Mm -hmm. Listeners, keep that one in mind because you will need it often. This has yeah. been such a great conversation. Sandra, before we leave, anything else you would like to add? Anything else I would like to add? Oh, well, I would just say as we navigate through the next few weeks, months, and the next year, I just want to um, say that nothing is impossible. Everything is possible when you have good teams, good people that you get to work together with. I am, I am honored to be the superintendent of Greenfield Union School District because of the people that I get to serve our community with. I call them a family and, and I mean that. When I see them, I know who they are. I say their names when we walk through the halls. Um, Greenfield Union School District is a family atmosphere. And when you are united through a common purpose and our common purpose is to serve the students of Greenfield to make sure that they have excellent post-secondary success and that um, our predominantly Latino community um, only want the best for their children. And so final thoughts is just, I, I wanna give them all the wonderful respect and the kudos for for being on our team and, and letting Greenfield be a part of their lives. How fortunate they are to have your presence and your leadership. Thank you so much, Sandra. This has been the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez, Wisdom and Productivity, Peace and Calm.